Welcome to Maison Mission. My name is Drake, and I want to thank you so much for being a part of our group's program this week. Maison comes from a Greek word that means greater. Maison Mission is all about creating greater spaces for people to hear and experience the good news of Jesus. I have just a few announcements before we get started, and I'm so excited about the new programming that's happening in 2023. Starting this week, our Maison Kids and Student Programs will be offered every week here on campus at 5 p.m. We also have a group that meets on campus at the same time and another one ready to start here in February. We encourage everyone to get plugged in to a Maison group in 2023. We are also collecting items for care kits that we can give away to people in need here on campus. We need small toiletries, hand towels, sanitizer, feminine products, simple clothing like shirts, shoes, pants, and we also are in need of soft snacks, not crunchy granola bars or hard-to-bite-into foods. Drop-off items over the next few weeks here at Maison. Also, I'm excited because Maison is participating in a quite old tradition that First Christian has on January 29th. It's called the Noisy Offering. We're going to collect loose change over the next few weeks and bring it in to Maison on January 29th. The reason it's called the Noisy Offering? Well, it's noisy. We put coins in a big metal bowl and shake it around. But the thing is, is we don't only accept noisy money. We also accept quiet money, a.k.a dollar dollar bills. All proceeds of this noisy offering will go to our friends at La Famille in Haiti. We also want to invite you to sign up to bring a meal to our next Maison Live potluck on the 22nd. Please bring a dish to share or extra food for those who can't bring anything. These meals are such a great way for us to get to know each other, share life together, and build community. We'll see you next week. And last thing, next Sunday, the 22nd, we will have a baptism service as part of Maison Live. My husband, Brent Cromer Moore, will be sharing his story and proclaiming publicly his commitment to follow the ways of Jesus. And we are so excited for this special moment that we get to share with him as a church. Join us to congratulate Brent after live next week. Today, we join our pastor, Kevin Bruschert, in a special message for Martin Luther King Jr. Day titled, Dream Big. August 28, 1963, during the March on Washington for Jobs and Freedom, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. delivered his iconic I Have a Dream speech. Certain excerpts from this speech have cemented themselves into pop culture and have surely carried MLK's legacy into the 21st century. However, I wonder how many of us have actually listened to or read the whole speech. Sure, we know the I Have a Dream cadence, and we know the explosive climax of the speech where he says that all of God's children, black men and white men, Jews and Gentiles, Protestants and Catholics will be able to join hands and sing in the words of the old Negro spiritual, free at last, free at last. Thank God Almighty, we are free at last. We've heard celebrities and politicians, teachers, activists, they've all quoted this speech. 
DC Talk even wrote a whole Grammy-winning album titled after the speech. But have we ever really read it? Now, I'm not going to read it in its whole today, but I want to encourage you tomorrow, on the day that we celebrate the life of Martin Luther King Jr., spend some time reading or listening to this monumental speech and really listen to what it has to say. Close your eyes. Try to imagine yourself living in the early 60s during the civil rights movement. Realize that it isn't that too different than what the last decade has brought us here now. Protests, hateful rhetoric, violence. Simply attending this speech in 1963 was an act of protest. Imagine it. What do you think you would be doing? What do you think you would be saying? What side of the issue would you be standing? It's a convicting question. We all want to say that we would be standing on the right side of history. We all want to believe that in that moment, we would be marching with our black brothers and sisters against injustice, speaking out against the inequities, bringing attention to the disparities. If you have a Bible, open it up to Galatians 5. You can also use the YouVersion or Open Bible app. I'm going to be reading from the New International Version today, and I'm going to be starting at verse 13. You, my brothers and sisters, were called to be free, but do not use your freedom to indulge the flesh. Rather, serve one another humbly in love. For the entire law is fulfilled in keeping this one command, love your neighbor as yourself. If you bite and devour each other, watch out or you will be destroyed by each other. In this passage, our friend Paul is writing to a group of people in his time who were obsessed with laws and rules, especially ones that made sure certain people were kept in and out of certain things. In this chapter, Paul is talking to the Galatians about circumcision, a practice that, according to the old laws, if you were, it made you more holy or more pure than another group of people that weren't. I mean, talk about missing the plot. Paul actually starts his letter to the Galatians with some pretty strong words, telling them that by obsessing over these rules and using them to keep people from hearing the good news of Jesus is actually a false teaching. He was kind of brutal about it. And I think the reason why is because Paul knew that Jesus didn't come to exclude groups of people. He didn't come to make sure that one group knew that they were superior to another. No, Jesus lives out a beautiful and inclusive gospel right in front of us. I love how in this passage, Paul even tells them, if you really want to fulfill the law, love your neighbor as yourself. And the big warning in this passage is that if we don't love each other, if we don't view each other the way that God sees us, we are destined to devour and destroy each other. Hmm. When Martin Luther King Jr. delivered his I Have a Dream speech, there were a lot of people, especially religious leaders and churches, who were leveraging Bible verses and laws and decrees within it to discredit his words. They tried to use the rules to keep people of color out of white spaces. Now, I know it's hard right now with the current political climate. It seems like not much has really changed since the 50s and 60s. You know, two years ago, Levi and I attended the Black Lives Matter rally in Gainesville, just a few weeks after the George Floyd and Ahmaud Aubrey murders. 
We marched alongside people who cried out in anguish. And I remember there was this one man who walked next to us crying out, stop killing us. And it was a wake up call for me. And I've shared this before, but I repented that day. I turned towards God and I asked, come Lord Jesus, fix this brokenness, fix this pain, bring your peace, break my heart. We can't keep doing this. Maison Mission is committed to finding ways to bring healing to broken relationship between black and white church spaces. We are committed to talking about issues surrounding racial injustice. One of the biggest dreams that we have for Maison is that we can truly be a space where all people can belong. Where all people, no matter their gender, sexuality, race, beliefs, we all can come together and journey toward the way of Jesus. This has to start from a place of telling the truth. Acknowledging the words of Martin Luther King Jr. today isn't a virtue signal. It's a statement. We look at his words today, and they are as relevant today as they were when he spoke them 60 years ago. Slavery is a moral and ethical crisis that violates the inherent worth and dignity of every person. It is a sin against God and humanity. All people are created in the image of God, and by placing ownership over another person, we violate this image. We are called to be a voice for the voiceless, to stand with the marginalized, and to fight for justice. We live out the good news of Jesus when we show love and compassion and, and, and we sow those things into the world. Being nice to people is a great start, but, but when we really see the big picture of the gospel of Jesus, it motivates us to action. We feel compelled to work to end slavery in all of its forms. From forced labor to sex trafficking, it means advocating for the rights of refugees and immigrants who are often among the most vulnerable to exploitation and abuse. It means standing up against racism, sexism, homophobia, and all forms of discrimination that divide and oppress any image of God-bearing people. Jesus came to set us free from slavery. We have all been enslaved to sin. You've all heard that Bethel song that we sing here sometimes at live. I'm no longer a slave to fear. I am a child of God. The good news declares freedom to the enslaved, whether it be physical or spiritual. Jesus came to heal our hearts and to give us new life. He came to show us the way to true freedom. So let us pledge to do our part in the struggle for freedom. Let us work together to end slavery and oppression in all of its forms. Let us be a voice for the voiceless and a light in the darkness. Let us be salt and light in the world so that others may taste and see the goodness of God. And let us trust in the power of God's love to bring about true freedom for all people. Will you pray with me? God, I thank you for Martin Luther King, and I thank you for the message of unity and hope, his vision for a new world where we can all worship and celebrate and live in harmony and peace with each other. God, um, I pray that, that we as a people, as a church, God, I pray that you would help us to be people of building bridges, 
Um, Lord, not that we have to be the solution to the problem, but that we would simply be willing to sit in the spaces that we need to sit in with those who have been hurt, those who have been oppressed, those who have, have been enslaved, Lord, and allow us to listen, allow us to grieve, allow us to sit in those spaces with people and to be part of the solution. God, um, I'm thankful for Maison and I'm thankful for our church being a church that wants to heal, a church that wants to bring healing to broken situations. And God, we can only do this kind of work with your grace, your empowerment. So God, I pray for your grace to help us to be a people that would be building bridges and reconciling the world to you. We love you. I pray this in your name. Amen. Thank you.